Good evening. This is an exciting night. We're having fun, not mercury retrograde issues, however they feel like them. Nancy and I are trying to do a podcast to talk about her dance and being in the world. So Nancy believes that dance is the way of finding transformation, health, joy, and community. Based in Oakland, California, she is a certified group fitness instructor who has been performing belly dancing for over a decade. In each class, she demonstrates with students how dance is a way of discovering more about oneself. I am so excited to have this conversation with you tonight. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Nicole. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm super excited that we can finally have this conversation. And hopefully it it continues being clear so we can keep having this conversation. (laughs) You're coming in beautifully right now. And I'm so excited because I've been dying to connect with you and hear about this process that you do. Yeah. um, A little kind of about like my philosophy with it um in short is that I I consider my way of moving through the world um you know it's very based in in movement and my relationship to it and I love music and that was part of what kind of helped me discover that I was even interested in Middle Eastern dance and then as I started taking dance classes, I was realizing that things I was learning in class about confidence and carrying my body were translating into how I carry myself and present myself, you know, just in the world. Right. Um, And then I hadn't made like super concrete connections until I was writing my uh, intro letter for JFK after we wrote like had to have an essay that went along with our application for the uh, holistic health education program. And so I, I was able to kind of weave some of these threads together with the experiences both in my life and dance and like moving along with the flow of how getting in touch with my body and with movement was helping me through a lot of self-discovery and how I relate to situations that come up uh, in my life. And, uh, you know, at the time, it's funny because, like, I wrote that, but I had no idea what the next five years of finishing the program, like, the turns that my life was going to take. Right. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was in the program. um, my, My marriage ended. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> I don't recommend going through a divorce in grad school at the same time. It was really, it was really challenging. Wait, hold uh, on, hold on. Can I one-up you? <laughs> Go for it. You know I went through a marriage and divorce during grad school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just need to find you. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, when you're dealing with all this relationship and relational turmoil, and then and you're also a parent and you know, parent, you know, I've got two kids and so like parenting them and, and, um, dance really became my anchor, my mm. thing that it's like, it was consistent. I could come back to it every time I, it was a safe place for me to explore emotions or mm. even uncover things that I didn't have words for. Yeah. Uh, and then I could use those discoveries for taking them into both classwork, um, you know, applying things that way. And also when I do in doing my own self work and therapy and things like it was actually giving me a language to be able to even talk about what my experiences were. Um, cause growing up that wasn't something that I was adequately, you know, modeled or had allowances for um you know basically it was like things were fine as long as I was quiet and didn't bug anybody which is not really conducive to learning how to deal with your emotional states right Uh, so and the one yeah and just and through grad school and so then as we're in grad school and there were a lot of 
side classes and electives that were very intriguing, that were outside of just the, the health education. Um, I took a, a couple of classes with Dr. Teresa Silo with the somatic psychology. Love and her. Then, yeah, and then there was another one that was um, like moving the body and spirit or something along those lines. And it's just like, again, it was another... And I had another one that was an expressive movement class, not with her, but with someone else. And so it was like all these other classes just kept opening like these ideas and these concepts for me. And then it was exciting to be able to, with my dance students, be able to start applying those things. Right. Like not just come in and be like, we're going to come in and we're all going to face forward and we're all going to be little automatons that do the exact same movement. <laughs> you know, I realized it's like, because when I go to classes, I want to, I want to connect with people. Right. Uh, sure. I want to dance and I want to get down to business and I want to, you know, work my butt off um, and feel good about it. But I also want to connect with people who are there. And um, so I started looking for ways to be able to facilitate that in my classes, like creating not just a dance class, but a community, like, mm, yeah. and, you know, and, and attracting like-minded people. Mm. You know, I have had people come to classes, they're expecting that, you know, well, I'm just going to follow, you know, I'm just going to follow the instructor and I don't really interact with anybody else, but that's even though it's not expressly said, I think it becomes pretty clear like what my classes are about. It's about this, you know, we actually will stop and talk about like what we're discovering and the sensations that we're feeling and the, the awkwardness that comes up when you're being asked to take up more space. Oh, you know, so cool. Physically and how that relates to taking up space in the world physically as well as emotionally and talking about like why with belly dance like in western culture like moving your hips is not it's not something that's comes naturally for us um you know because we you know in in even for for dancers that i have in class who are um you know of cultures of color, whether they've been, you know, they're, they're Hispanic or African American, or, um, you know, I have students that have, have come to class who are from Africa and it's like, but they've lived so long in the U S that it's like, they learn how to be in this very contained bodily space. Mm. So then when you start giving that permission to like expand and explode and like own the fact that you're, you're like wiggling your body in some like really interesting ways hmm. and then it worked, you know, and, and that there's this energy that comes up and how to, how to channel that energy into the, the movement. So you get the kind of quality and the, the feeling that you want to have as a dancer. Um, and it's something that, um, as I've been teaching it, it's, it's fun to watch people open up. They, they, they relax, they get a little, um, they start to get curious or even like the type of questions that they ask about technique will change. Oh, interesting. So instead, so instead of just like, oh, well, you know, well, so am I just like moving my hip up and down? It'll be like, so when I move my hip, is it going to feel like this? Like, do I want to feel like I'm pulling and I'm pushing? It's like, yes. Oh, interesting. Like, and something that's been interesting for me for, because for the last couple of years, I've been teaching at this wonderful, lovely uh, yoga studio and we don't have, there's no mirrors. So it becomes about the internal felt experience. Wow, this yeah. sounds super powerful. Um, and yeah. I, I want you to keep going, but I'm, I'm having this, like, moment because I was a certified yoga instructor, and it, and it feels – and I think we have that in common, right? You were, you were also certified with that, right? Um, I have a certification through my, my fitness. That's yoga 
it's, it's yoga and Pilates oriented. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, I, I haven't yet done my 200 hour training, but that's on deck. It looks like that's going to start in January. So I'm, I'm pretty juiced about that. Cool. Like, yeah. congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks. But I, I'm, <laughs> I'm having like this feeling that it's like you're presenting a space that it's like yoga kind of like because you're getting the internal sensations of like body movement like a so and somewhat like like therapeutic as well because you're going internally with your process and then you're kind of um sharing it also and then also like this this um relationship to the actual body which uh, this is what I've been playing with on my like growth edge because I've uh bypassed for so many years and I'm deeply like starting to really land finally in my body and dance and yoga have all been a way to bypass for me and so I'm finally for the first time ever kind of entering into these these uh internal worlds that you're kind of speaking to and I Mm -hmm. think it's super powerful because a lot of the people I know who have danced whether it's professionally or just like for fun because they love music or whatever there seems to be a trend that it it becomes a very bypassy place yes so I would you like to speak to that a little bit more because I think what you're doing is like kind of cutting edge actually (laughs) thanks yeah I like to think that's like I want to help dancers even if they've never danced before I want to help people human beings right um, you know the bodies that come to my class I want to help them discover that it's not it's not all in the head because when you go there's a when you're doing a really technique based dance it's it is like it, by it's like you you get in the head and you get very, um, and I don't mean critical in a bad way. I just mean like you have a constant critical lens. You're always looking at, well, what can I, you know, how can I make this sharper? How can I make this smoother? How can I make, can I make this this and this and this and this? Um, and it becomes very um, like cognitive. It's like you're trying to make your brain operate the rest of your body. Right. Rather than letting the body guide the movement, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes total sense. So, like, in in the sense of, of like, I, and, and the thing is, is, like, especially when I remember when I first started belly dance, like, I would be exhausted when I was done, not necessarily physically, that would happen too, but, like, mentally, because I was trying to think my way so hard through the dance Mm. um and then after a while like I I was taking classes with an instructor in Sacramento who her teaching style is very very fast paced they're also a of a lot of fun and it's like I started finally realizing like that moment of like letting go because there'd be times where she's like you can't count this out you can't think this you have to just do it and it's like I don't care if you I don't care if you do it wrong, just do it. Oh. And it became it became more about the 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 body doing it. And then when I started realizing that some of the movements that I was looking for trying to get that kind of eluded me because I was overthinking them started to happen. Mm. And I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know that she was doing that necessarily consciously or intentionally but it was a big shift from overanalyzing your movement and basically trying to drive dance with your brain versus driving the dance um and so it's, it's become something where i've i've seen both like in, in performances that i've i've watched like you can there's a difference you can tell when a dancer is fully in their body and like dancing it with like their soul and their spirit and their emotions mm. and it looks difficult but effortless mm. yeah and then 
especially a lot with newer dancers, is they come out and they're thinking, and you can tell they're thinking. You can tell that they're probably even counting out the choreography in their head. And so there's a dis, there's a, a literal disassociation and disconnect that's happening where they're performing, but they're not really present in what's going on. Right. Um, and so what I'm trying to do is providing these opportunities where people can start to get a toehold on that what it feels like to be a more seasoned and mature dancer earlier on in their process. Yeah. So that way they can start bringing these concepts in um, a lot sooner. And it's, you know, technique can always be, can always be brushed up and can always be perfected. Like even now I've been doing this for 14 and a half years and it's still like, there's still technique that I want to, you know, I want to get better at. I want to have it look a certain way. I want to have a certain stylization. Um, But I don't ever want to do it at the sacrifice of, like, my dance soul. Like, what I'm trying to do express. Yes. And so, a few things. Like, I I just kind of want... Maybe you to speak to because I feel like what you just said was really from your soul and something that obviously you're embodying. And I think that in today's culture and pop culture, a lot of times we throw around these these terminologies like let go, right? Like to let go. And yeah. I th- I do know to some degree what that really means because of synchronistic unfoldings. And then in other ways, it's like, I want to let go as I'm grabbing on so tight, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm wondering if you can kind of speak to that a little bit more from, from this place where you've experienced it from the Soma. Yeah. Um, I will do my best. It's so interesting. It's such a, in some ways it's challenging for me to, like I said before, like putting these things into words, Mm, Right. Uh, you know, talking about the body. It's like, what? (laughs) 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 I'm talking about a felt experience. You're like, you're like, actually like, like we're in it right now. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like this is, this is this thing. It's, It's happening like right at this moment. But when, it's an interesting thing happens is in each in in all in my classes, um, actually in both the belly dance class and in the fitness class, the bliss grooves class that I teach, we have opportunities in those classes to just freestyle it. Okay. Um, and especially in the the fitness class, like I can encourage them to like turn away from the mirror. Usually, we we either partner up or. In, one class I had so many people we did like it's really epic soul train line Mm. (laughs) and this magical thing happened like when people realized like they were all in it together like we were clapping and cheering we were so loud you couldn't even hear the song that was playing (laughs) and I had the music up really loud um and there was it was like that was the the letting go thing Mm -hmm. that that moment Everyone was participating because they were supporting the other dancers. They were being willing to step out and, like, you know, rock it out themselves. And we got to go through the line a couple times. And, like, as each time people went through, like, they got a bit braver and, like, a little more open. Mm. And you could just see, like, expressions, like, every, you know, the, you know people's, I mean, everybody was, like, shiny, happy, like, just totally blissed out. It was, so awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, and the energy level was just so freaking high. It was just, it was really, really cool. Um, and I think getting there, it's, we don't, especially as adults, like we don't spend a lot of time playing. There's not a lot of time to just screw around and be total goofballs (laughs) just for the sake of being a goofball. Right. Um, so it's, you know, I, I, I 
have set aside like these opportunities. And I tell people when we're class is starting, like we are going to have an opportunity to get really weird. (laughs) (laughs) And there's definitely like some people that's not for them. Like they'll, um, you know, they're not super, they're not super into it or they don't come back the next time. Like, right. Because it's just some people just, they're not, and it's, it's, this is not a judgment thing, but it just, you have to be in that right moment where you're ready to do that. For sure. Uh, and I think it helps when you have a bunch of other people who are also willing to do it because we're, we're, we're social creatures. We like to know that it's okay to be a total weirdo because everybody else is being weirdo. That's right. Uh, and then in the, the belly dance class, we always have a freestyle dance at the end of class. Um, and people, they love it. Like the students that I have coming back each week are just like, oh, this is my favorite part of class. Like I always look forward to this because it's the mo- the point where it's like they can follow me if they want. They can do their own thing. They can dance for each other. You know, I turn up the music nice and loud and we just have a dance party. Yeah. And it just, and it just becomes this celebratory let go of whatever else we get out of the thinking space we get out of the oh my god I don't know how to do that move and just do things and then when when we're done have a little time to kind of talk about like you know did anybody discover like a new move or a new combo or a new thing that they like doing with their body and Mm. then if they feel like they they're interested in sharing then you know they can say like hey yeah oh I discovered this thing or when I stepped back my hips wanted to do this and it was really cool and then we get to celebrate like hey you found like that that can be one of your moves like that's one of your things you discovered that like it keeps putting the experience back on the student because they're driving it like I I there was something that really struck me in one of my classes at JFK where uh, Fall Ferguson, we were talking about like equity and health education and and this, and she, she mentioned this concept that a person cannot empower someone else, Hmm. but a person can, can create an environment where the, someone else becomes empowered setting this Carl Rogers, man, my favorite setting the right conditions. Yeah. Yes. And I think, yes. So part of your, your thing is about creating the right container. Right. Oh my gosh. You're brilliant. I have this opportunity (laughs) to like step into a, a practical application. If it's a technique class, like they're like, Oh, I get to like, you know, we learned, you know, hip circles today. And then in the freestyle part, they might just be playing around with hip circles the whole time. And they're like, but, but I just flowed through it. And then I discovered this and then I can step sideways and then I can do this. And you see this smiling and this joy and Mm -hmm. this like delight in being able to discover things. And then to see that when it's an adult who's feeling this way, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm also pretty blessed in my belly dance class. I have a couple of teenagers, uh, teen girls, um, and they bring this like really sweet curiosity and, you know, they're very encouraging and, but yet they have a little bit of the teenager, like the self-consciousness because they're not quite sure, like what to do with their body and how to interact like with the rest of the world with it. Right. But they get, but they get this moment where it's like, however they are in their body at that moment is fine. Mm. That's, I and mean, for, you know, and then, you know, they might go out and, and I always tell them like, hopefully you can keep this with you through the rest of your, like through the, at least, you know, if not the rest of your day, maybe through the rest of your weekend, you remember what this feels like Um, and yeah and it's just it's dance I mean any movement based thing like yoga can be this way too and I I I, that's a whole other conversation yes (laughs) 
there, there's there's a lot of things in terms of the Western application of yoga that drive me bananas. I I would agree with you. There's some other amazing gems where it's like you get that moment to realize the amazing thing that your body can do. Right. And when you've dedicated, when you've given yourself that permission to be there for the hour, hour and a half, and then come out of it being like, I'm awesome. Like, I did this thing, and this was great. Um, No matter how big or how small it was. Yeah, and I mean, I think that yoga and dance provide those opportunities, and I think that what you're doing provides a bigger opportunity for those openings because I have to say with with dance so I haven't I my dream when I was little was to be a ballerina and unfortunately like I know and uh unfortunately like the circumstances just weren't present for me to be able to take ballet and then when I was a teenager I got into the rave scene and so I danced like you know all night long but obviously bypassed and Right. (laughs) (laughs) On many different levels. (laughs) (laughs) And then as I got older, because I only knew dance through a bypass place, um, and then my life had changed, I was so, uh, like I spent years dancing, and then I was so uncomfortable to even move my body. And so I started this whole new process actually in JFK. Like I was fine with yoga because I had – the rigidity, I guess, of mm-hmm. the practice, right? And right. my body was strong and flexible, but I mean, it, it didn't have a lot of freedom to express itself, right? Like through the poses, there are opportunities, but it's much different than dance. And when I started the program, I, me and a friend talked about a static dance, and so I started to do that, which creates an environment I have to say it's amazing but I should say and but it's kind of a but for me some of the people who are there are a professional dancers or b have been doing it for so long that for a beginner that could be a very overwhelming space because these people are like doing things you've never seen before because of contact improv and, mm-hmm. um, and then being disassociated with my body. That's overwhelming when somebody's trying to contact you and you don't even know your own body yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so I took a lot of time over kind of on the side of the mats and I just let those mirror neurons fire and I observed and I kind of like just let the sensations of the music come through and then little by little I like approached the sides of the room and by after like two and a half years I was comfortable enough to move about but I only had little glimpses of what it really actually meant meant to let go because there right. was like seriously just small little and and then all of a sudden for whatever reason like thinking cap comes back on or or critic comes back on and I really aspire like I love watching your little videos on Instagram and oh, thank you I do I love it because you can tell that what you're doing is from a felt sense place, felt sense place. And you could tell that you have like some type of internal um, strength that's kind of coming through. And you're also, I don't know if this is true, but it seems as if you've found compassion with what because you play around on there like you you're like it doesn't have to look perfect it it's like and and funny enough a lot of times it does look perfect but you could tell (laughs) that you're just like messing around and fooling around and playing with it and I think that there's something from a therapeutic standpoint and from the lens of all these theories that I studied for my master's and and then something I'm exploring myself to be able to really just be in my body and be okay with the full expression of me, regardless of how it will be received. And and it feels like you are in that space, and I find you absolutely beautiful. 
Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate hearing that. And um, yeah, that, that feels, it's going to like settle in. That feels good. <laughs> <laughs> that- um, yeah, there's a lot with my process where I've, I've, be- because I, with, in growing up, there was a lot of criticism. Um, you know, there's that saying about, you know, the mother's external voice becomes the inner critic. Yeah. And there's been a lot of my own healing that I've had to do around that. And coming to a place where realizing, like, I want to, I feel like it's very important to show people that it's okay to be messy. It's okay to mess up. It's okay if something doesn't look absolutely perfect. It's okay if you lose your balance. It's okay. It's like if you're wobbly, if your posture is not perfect. See, I love that you're, and I want to continue to hear this, but that is the same idea I have on my podcast. Like, I don't do edits. I say, um, I say like, and it's, and it's just me coming. I, I don't even feel like these are interviews. I feel like I'm talking to people who inspire me and it's awesome to hear their story. And it's also awesome to have some piece of me like bump up against a piece of them and, and do some type of sharing. And, and like my whole thing around that is, but it's from like more of a brain space, right? But it's still like bumping up against, I guess, because I'm trying to really become more embodied and that's part of my growth and healing. Like uh-huh. it's the same, it's the same space. Like we're human and it's okay for it to unfold however it unfolds because it's still kind of beautiful, right? It's absolutely beautiful it's it's like my thought is like it's the most beautiful thing because it's real it's authentic it's what's happening right now and amen i would love to like to see more people um and even dancers because the 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 interesting thing that happens with dancers especially when you've been in a highly codified dance form like modern or contemporary or ballet even belly dance to some extent is you get into this space of striving for perfection. And especially in the belly dance world, like we strive for most dancers get into it because they're striving for performing. Oh, because they want, because of of being, and and there's a whole interesting thing that happens with, you know, they're striving for whether it's performing for on a community stage or even ultimately performing for paying gigs. Um, there's, it's one of the few dance forms that that trajectory happens. And with some people it happens really quickly and probably before they're ready. Sometimes as, and I can speak as a dancer, it winds up kind of happening kind of to you. You almost wind up stepping into that professional realm before you're ready for it. Yeah. Uh, But there's this, um, You've danced, you danced professionally, right, as well? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I did. And um, actually did for several years at several uh, you know, Bay Area restaurants, doing weddings and birthday parties and, you know, especially surprise birthday parties. Those were actually kind of fun and awesome. Like, <laughs> I loved that. Like, the guest doesn't even know, and then suddenly, surprise, there's a belly dancer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having a party where some belly dancers show up. Just saying, people. Just saying. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> we know how to bring a party. Like, right. It, you know, it, it's you – know, and plus we're really good at embarrassing the guest of honor. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always really fun. Um, but now that I've been, like, moving more in this teaching and instructing and kind of supporting of – life's experience process I I realized that doing the professional gigs were not that wasn't where I wanted to put my energy right um I wanted to focus more on um this these other aspects of it that um one are going to be a lot more sustainable for me I mean I I have friends in the belly dance community who are in their 70s almost 80 and they're still dancing um not professionally but they still come to these 
wonderful community events and they dance. Some of them are also musicians. It's just, it's a very real people dance because it comes from folkloric dances of the Middle East. It comes from just people dancing in their streets and their living rooms, mm. um, you know, dancing for their friends, dancing for their family members. You know, the, the women might be in one room where it's like the moms and the aunts and the daughters and they're, they're dancing and the guys are doing their own thing in the other room, you know, dan- and sometimes the guys are dancing for each other. It's, it's just, it's such a, it's a very different experience than we have even here in uh, in the United States, because it's dances usually is seen almost like objectified, like sexually. Like oh, yes. you go to the club, yes. you go to the club, you dance, right. and you're either you know trying to pick up a girl, or you're the girl who's trying to be picked up on, or right. maybe you're the girl who's trying not to be picked up on, right. but you just want to dance. Right. <laughs> um, but either the, way, you know, oh yeah, it's and it's you know, and we have like this like tradition of high school dances and there's prom and there's the whole, you know, getting Twitter pated because it's your first slow dance with this person that you've had a crush on. And so mm-hmm. there's all this like other, I think I kind of want to say baggage attached to dance. Right. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, that is, that is baggage, right? I mean, because yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of, um, adding layers onto dance instead of just letting it be dance, right? Right. I mean, and I yeah. would, I would agree with that. I have definitely. I mean, I definitely know that. Even as even when yeah, even if I think real like if I'm being really honest, like if I say because I was like I don't know like is it all like that? But even if I go back to like me wanting to be a little ballerina, a lot of it's still like oh I want to be the pretty girl in the tutu right so there's still yeah. like some type of objectification maybe not in the sexual way but still like in the glorified way um or the very super ultra feminine uh spectrum if we're going like for me that would be something that like called to me that I wanted to like exude or whatever so mm-hmm. but but that's still like not the dance Right. Right? It's the stuff around this thing that we do here, which is really kind of interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And that's even something that it's interesting to play with as a dancer and as a performer. Like in my, especially in my belly dance classes, we talk about the, we talk a lot about the history of it and a lot of what we call wishery which is there's all these like stories about, well, it's a fertility dance or it's a, you know, it's a dance of seduction or it's the dance of the seven veils. And there's just like, there's all these crazy stories around. Um, and a lot of it's very focused on women dancing. Um, and then in the, especially in like in Egyptian cinema, the, the, the belly dancer, was often portrayed as like maybe it was like the evil twin or you know oh the, interesting the evil genie or the one who the woman who was the you know the home wrecker it was the it was not always perceived as like the wholesome girl so even within Egyptian culture there's this view of things about like what belly dance is especially for a theatrical aspect and it has like this weird like oh it's the wild woman but (laughs) yet it's the wild woman for the male gaze Hmm. and so we we talk about that in the class about kind of looking at how we can you know if it's if we're women in the class and I've had people in the class who are you know queer, gender neutral, transgender. So it's like talking about how do we engage in this this dance form knowing that some of its history is very uncomfortably intertwined with this orientalism, colonialism, male gaze, um, 
kind of the you know the the the, the Madonna whore complex, right? You know, want the lady in the street, but the hooker in the sheets kind of thing, right? Um, so how do we like? How do we keep our sense of like center and groundedness in it? And then it becomes more about exploring. And it, this goes back to like the freedom, the letting it go to realize that it's okay to move like a sexual being. It's okay to move in a sensual way. It's okay to celebrate how you're moving your body. Yeah. Rather than worrying about, you know, is somebody, you know, going to think this is too sexy? Because the thing, the honest, the thing is, is when somebody is embodied and they're dancing and they're moving, it's a wonderful thing to see. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like you know, it's, it's like mesmerizing, it's, actually. Yeah, and for the people watching it, like it fires up, like yeah, all these like you know, pleasure brain, you know, centers in your brain, and you're you know, you're watching a dancer and your your skin tingles and right. you feel you feel good because you're on this journey with them. Right. And I think some people misinterpret those feelings as being related to like what's going on with their genitals. <laughs> I think, I think it's really cool that you're naming this actually, because maybe, and, and I'm, I'm just like kind of being out loud going through this, maybe figuring this out in a way that hasn't been thought through, but what you're speaking to right now feels a little bit like, so as a whole, our society, and I would say this probably is truer than not from my experience, but I, I don't, haven't seen any studies done. As a whole, we're, we're kind of disembodied or disassociated as a whole, and we confuse sensations as like, so something that feels pleasurable is maybe coupled or overcoupled with oh, pleasure, something that everybody kind of understands is like se- like sexual pleasure, right? That's a pretty right. common theme. Yeah. I mean, not all people, but it's a pretty common theme. So like all of a sudden watching a dancer or dancing and having pleasure arise, but the only place we know how to really comfortably place pleasure because of our paradigm and everything being over-sexualized is coupled with sex. And so we're not able to like just have the movement be pleasurable where we sexualize it. Like it's just like an automatic thing. And that's kind of like Mm -hmm. actually in itself, you've just named something I think is super mind blowing because I think if I have to seriously like, like I have just moments where I'm like now reflecting where I've been in situations where, um, dancing has like been pleasurable and I think I've over coupled it with sexuality but it was like me just not really being embodied enough to know the difference of like discern between sensations mm-hmm. whoa that's kind of powerful that's powerful I think you're meaning right. something super powerful and I'll also kind of throw this out there like what if it's so then making it in this I mean making it okay if you've connected it sex or feeling sexy or if you're watching a dancer and your first thought is oh my god that's hot right it's okay right no it is okay i i at least don't have that complex but i'm glad you're naming it (laughs) it's like it's it's okay to feel that it is okay acting on it is generally inappropriate we'll just name that right Um, unless it's consensual or you've been invited anything like that and that's where the that's where i think some of this like it loops back around you people feel self-conscious about dancing because generally if if like when you like if in your rave days you know or being out at a club there's this person who's dancing and just with total wild abandon the problem is is they wind up attracting people who don't understand that this is not about their need for right. you know sex, sexual anything right it, it's like it attracts you know you, especially like 
well, for me, like being female bodied, anytime I've, when I've gone to a club, if it's around people I don't know, I tend to hold back because I'm like, especially when I'd been belly dancing for a while, I was like, I don't want anybody to know that I'm a belly dancer because I'm going to have these creepy guys crawling out of the woodwork. Right. Right. Where it, at least in places like ecstatic dance, there's the opportunity when someone comes up to you, you can tell them, you can just, you know, use the hand signal for no thank you. Oh yeah. It's such uh, a, that is know. one thing they've done right. Is it safe? Yes. It's a safe, it's a safe environment. I think that that yeah. was like, why it called to me well on top of I like tend to I'm working on it but I mean I tend to like adrenaline right so it's like this big environment with a lot of people with really loud music and so I mean it really for a moment called to me to explore and it and it ended up being safe so I kept on going back and back again so Mm -hmm. but I want to kind of go back to something about what you were saying because I think you're right it's okay for it to be sexual and to feel sexual and I think what I want to just mirror back to you though what you're doing that's powerful not only by making the space okay for whatever arises is that you're also making space for like these new experiences to come forward and I just something about that just feels so potent and so responsible and so like mm, caring and compassionate and loving as a person bringing dance into the world. And the reason why is just because I feel as if there is still this overarching theme with dance. And I'm not a dancer, so I'm coming from a place of just really wanting to partake, but it's but it ends up being sexual. So even when you don't want to be sexual, like there's not these places this place for all these other experiences that you're providing to come forward, even if you wanted them to. So Mm -hmm. like, I think it's super cool that you're providing a space that if it's sexual, awesome. And you're hold that and embrace that and love that. But if it's not, let's figure out what it is. And I don't like, this is just awesome. Yeah. And, and giving people, I give students opportunity to kind of name things. Like, how are you feeling like this? And some of them are like, oh, I feel super strong and powerful, or I feel like Wonder Woman, or some people are like, I feel freaking hot. You know, <laughs> and then one of my students started laughing. She's like, ah, she's like, I want to go home and like jump on my man. So like, I'm like, all of those are valid. Right. Like, all of this is okay. Right. Like, this, you know, I was like, you know, we've got, it's just like, like, sometimes we've joked about, like, with belly dance, like, you free your hips, but use it responsibly. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, the whole, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, you know, just, you know you, you, you're start, when you're starting to, like, tap into this, like, stay in tune and stay aware of what's happening. I would wonder... Uh, I would wonder, like, just because you are working in the second and third chakra, like the second, the lower triangle, right? The mm-hmm. the root, second, and third chakra. Like, I am really wondering, like, with those type of uh, uh, movements and ways of, like, because you're doing swirls and you're doing dips, but it's, like, very, very concentrated in that lower triangle chakra system. Like, I, I'm curious if that, like, kind of awaken some of the energy in a way that is actually fundamentally shifting the way your chakras are moving energy. So therefore like the whole entire energy system becomes more alive. Right. And I, I actually do, I mean, in my, in my, my personal belief system, I do believe that it helps align all of those areas of the body, like the chakras, like the, just the, the, um, you know, accessing the, the literal gut intuition, um, really delve because we spend so much time in our, in our heads. 
and sometimes like around our hearts and our lungs a bit but for the most part like we don't spend a lot of time during the day thinking about what's going on in our pelvis or our hips or our tailbone or any of that or even down below that for that see, matter. I, I actually <laughs> love that you're doing this right now because see I just kind of did it from like this I, I mean I believe in energy centers and chakras and I think that they're super important but they're still in the in this way that it was like a little bypassy and you're kind of bringing it right back to the soma and sensations. So mm-hmm. powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> you're welcome. Go ahead. Yeah. So it, 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 it does help like re reconnect like And during classes, like I'm cueing people to remember to breathe, fully like breathe I tell them a lot of times like breathe all the way down into your feet Mm. and then we joke about like it's not actually physically possible but I'm like just bear with me like (laughs) you're creating this this circuit between you know what's up above your head the heavens and the ground below you and your body is operating in this space so let's try to integrate the whole thing so that everything is at your disposal to be able to use. Yeah. Because with dancers, you, you, at a moment's notice, you're going to want to use any particular body part without taking a lot of time to be like, okay, knees, let's do this. Like, you want to just do it. Right. <laughs> um, and getting even more into this is what inspired me to create the improvisation workshops that I teach, the improvisational alchemy where oh, I love that name. Yeah, we're using a framework based um, off of uh, Gabrielle Roth's Five Rhythms. And then okay. um, I also incorporate uh, the Chinese Five Elements. Ooh. And my take on it is a little different than how some of the Five Rhythms teachers will apply the elements. Um, and I guess that's what makes it mine. Um, and a lot of times we, we also incorporate you know, if there's like astrological things happening or if there's just other, especially with the current political climate, like how people are feeling about things, like we'll bring those elements in. Mm. So we have this really fertile area to play in. Um, and I actually have a workshop coming up this Saturday in Redwood city. <laughs> um, cool. What is that called again? It's called improvisational alchemy. That's so, and you do these like monthly? Um, not monthly as of yet. I, I do them on, um, right now it's, it's a couple times a year, um, but I'm exploring the option of offering it monthly in uh, Oakland, um, but that's kind of, I don't know when that's going to happen yet. Okay, and, a, and do you have a website or is there a place where people can? Yes. Okay, could you say that now and then we will also add it to like the SoundCloud and all the um, social media when I post it? Okay, yeah. Um, you're actually, you're going to love this. <laughs> I am, I am. It is, it's called Come Home to the Body. Oh, I do love it. I do. Come Home to the Body. And is it dot .com? Yes. yes. I mean, do you know I'm doing a series on YouTube right now and it's um, A Journey Back to the Heart, which... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which is like coming, it's actually in the lens of me like arriving I've, I say this several times in them it's like I'm coming back home um and and I love oh my gosh I love it like it's giving me I seriously have like little chills oh I love it yeah and you know just a, like kind of a selfish thing is I've always wanted to do I've done a couple contact improv classes but those go way too quick for me it just yeah. puts me like seriously like I so want to do contact improv I think it's beautiful I think it's our bodies are these instruments that can kind of navigate through the world I think it's interesting to observe how I interact with somebody and then pull out or what my intrepidation is maybe and how that like kind of intertwines with my attachment and like my actual mm-hmm. attachment stuff so with knowing kind of my attachment and my trajectory with therapy and working on all those things I'm wondering 
with a space like yours, I don't think it would be as overwhelming because it wouldn't move so quickly and it would be more of an exploration. Uh, and I think all the classes I've been to are an exploration, but maybe with people who are just much more embodied or maybe people who are much more disassociated either way it's <laughs> they're able to just kind of jump in there and I was wondering are you ever thinking about maybe having a class like that in your future it's it's a possibility and very very you know it, it, it's I would say probably in the five-year plan, yes. Awesome. You'll uh, definitely yeah. keep me posted, like seriously. Yeah. And the even the workshop, the way I do it is because, um, and one thing I loved with the five rhythms format is, the you know, the, the, the person or the team who are facilitating are very involved in guiding the process. Mm. Ecstatic dance, you show up basically kind of whenever you happen to show up. Right. And you do your thing and you go. Right. You don't necessarily interact with anybody you don't um, have to that's right and but it's also there's no guidance None. and for some for most people like especially for something brand new you want to be told how to do it it's 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 comforting you need to have a reference point even which is funny because especially like some people are like, well, how do you teach improvisation? <laughs> <laughs> it like, is well, it is kind of an oxymoron, right? <laughs> it is, but with using this sort of a framework, I'm able to guide people through um, a dance wave. We it takes us about an hour and forty minutes, and we have plenty of time afterwards. We do kind of a integration and synthesis you know, processing afterwards. Ooh, I love that. We get a chance to, like, I'm participating in it with them. I'm talking them through it. um, And I make sure that, like, I move and do some really weird things. Like, sometimes I'm pounding on the floor or I'm running around or I'm spinning around because it it gives them the idea of, like, oh, I could try that. Well, right. I mean, like, oh, it it's okay. It's actually this is is okay. Whereas, if if you walked into an ecstatic dance and you see all these people like moving all over and doing weird things, but it's an ecstatic dance where there's like two hundred people. That's right. It's super overwhelming because you're like, I don't even know where to start, and then you're trying to avoid being hit by the contract improv people, and. (laughs) got somebody who's hula hooping in the other corner and it's just if you're not familiar with how to move yourself in that space it's a lot to handle well it's that's like, why I spent like a year on the mat on the back right. <laughs> on the, on the but imagine if you'd had an opportunity to come to a smaller more facilitated amazing container yep amazing and that gave you an introduction to these are some options for how you can explore this. Right. And that it's something that opens up for further exploration. Then right. you might feel like, oh, well, maybe I do want to go try an ecstatic dance. Or maybe I do want to go to Soul Motion or Barefoot Boogie or whatever of the other gazillion wonderful, amazing dance things that happen in the Bay Area. Right. Um, and it's, and I also see so much with the, the dance, the dance community, not the ecstatic dance or conscious dance community, but with the, the, I guess I could call it like the technical dance community. They could, they're, they could benefit so much from these conscious dance practices. Mm. So I'm, I'm wanting to create this thing that bridges that gap. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You no, you're not wanting. You are. You are. I I mean, like you literally are creating it. (laughs) Yeah, but it's the. That's my intention. Like that's why I. That's why I offer it. That's why I because I know how much I've discovered in the process. Right. And I naturally love to help create these opportunities for other people to discover because I'm like, Oh my God, I tried this really amazing thing. You need to try it too. Right. Um, 
and and I love to share and I love providing these opportunities where people can realize how nourishing and rich this experience is well, with, with dance and movement. Well, I can't wait. I, I have not done any dance um, since fall, like when the weather hit and it was beautiful. I've been doing only outdoor activities. And that was just something I consciously decided that that's what I was going to do this year. But Mm -hmm. now that it's getting warmer again, I'm going to partake in some dance. I'm going to go back to static dance. I haven't been since like last summer, actually. Oh, wow. I know. I know. It's, I took kind of like a year off and it's been a big year. Like it's my internship (laughs) and it's just been a big year and, and where I wanted to put my energy. And so anyway, I made a commitment to myself that I was going to do a few dance things this summer when when the heat hit because then being indoors makes sense again for me. And you're the first place I'm going to. I have your little link that you had sent me to your place and I'm I'm like I'm so excited to just like check it out and learn some things and have them kind of be integrated into the way I am in the world and who I am in the world because I feel like whatever you're doing kind of holds that little gift and I will also get to dance. It's like kind of like I get to get a gift out of dance, not just move my body and feel good, which is a gift in itself, I guess, as well. But right. but the little deeper thing, because I'm always looking for that little like – I. That's just me as a person. I just want to go like a little deeper every time. Like, and you're providing that, and I just I can't wait. <laughs> Be super awesome. Yeah, yeah. And there's also um, this summer. It's the last Friday of July. Um, I'm gonna be teaching a. Bliss Grooves class with a DJ. Ooh. And it's going to be an hour and a half class. Um, and he's a DJ who's done a lot of ecstatic dance things, both East Bay and South Bay. Uh, DJ Diagnosis. Okay. Um, and I'm already super excited. He's already started planning music for it. And I'm just super juiced about it because it's, it's just going to be so freaking cool. So we're going to have, like, really great, like, integration with, you know, we get dance fitness we get some of our silly playful dancing and then there's a really great like getting into our bodies with some yoga for the last part of the class so it's like we get to have this full experience um on a friday night and i'm just i'm super excited it's my first time doing a class with a dj like this and i'm i can't wait i'm so looking forward to it make sure you put that date like so when you send me the picture you want me to use for soundcloud mm-hmm. and for itunes can you also send me your website any other yes. ways you want people to contact you through social media like instagram facebook i don't know are you on twitter I am, but I, most of most of my Twitter stuff winds up being stuff. It's like cross posting, right? So right, that's how or, my Twitter is too. Or I'm retweeting political stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, any way you want people to find you on social yeah. media, and then if you want to give me any information on your upcoming events, so I can list them as well, like this Friday, yes. and I will definitely try to be there. I mean, that sounds amazing. And I am yeah. always looking for Friday, cause Friday I don't have my child. Like Friday nights are my child free nights. And I'm always Ooh. looking for like f- something fun. That's still consciousness based where I can like bring back like something home. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a conscious fitness dance party. Yeah. It sounds awesome. <laughs> Like, that sounds so amazing. Yeah, that's what I tell people. It's kind of like if, like, Zumba and yoga had a baby. (laughs) How cute. (laughs) So, yeah, and it's just, yeah, I just, I, I'm really, really grateful to have had this opportunity to talk with you about this. And there's so many, it's, it's really exciting to be able to do this like I love that my life is allowed that I have this opportunity to keep teaching dance and like as I keep learning and growing 
as a dancer and as a human being that I can, I, I just want to keep refolding these experiences back into my class and, yes. and hoping that the people who, who come to my class are, are also getting to experience some of this yes. and doing it in just a very real and authentic way. Like, we all get to show up, we all get to do our thing, you know, yes, there are performances and choreographies that we do, but it's always coming from this place of really being in the dance and creating from there, rather than, it's more like, you know, bottom up rather than top down. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's literally that. I mean, yeah, right? That That's... Which is a whole nother conversation we could go into for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. I keep it like, oh, don't go off on that tangent. Or, but we could. Yeah, no, no so we, many... we have an other podcast in the future, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's some other really great things. And yeah, that'd be really, really fun to do. So. Well, thank you. I can't thank you enough for being on this journey with me and I appreciate your time and it's just a pleasure to see what you're doing in the world and thank you for being so inspirational and insightful and I just yeah thank you oh thank you so much for having me and I really look forward to uh, getting to dance with you yes we will it's, it's summer is approaching <laughs> you will definitely see me and yes and anybody who's listened to this podcast, come join us for some dancing. And oh, yeah. thank you so much for your support. And I will link Nancy's information to all the social media as well as under SoundCloud and iTunes so you can find her easily. And anybody who hasn't yet subscribed but is listening to this, hit subscribe and continue to follow me. I would really appreciate it. You can find me on YouTube under my um, little series, A Journey Back to the Heart, or you can find me on any of the social media that will link you to SoundCloud and iTunes. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This is such a wonderful opportunity, and I hope you guys have a wonderful night, and take care. Mwah. <laughs>